It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and with me today are Warren Carr and Austin Pinto and we're recording this episode on Saturday the 22nd of May 2021. It's a busy show for you this week. We have the usual announcement section from Austin and then we're going to briefly touch on uh, last week's developments regarding Android 12. Android Basics, as we told you last week, is evolving to look at different categories of apps that you might find useful as a blind person to have on your phone. And we're going to kick this section off with ebook readers. On the InFocus section this week, we have part two of my demonstration of Clubhouse, uh, in which I uh, invite some willing victims into the uh, Blind Android Users Club. I created a room and we, we have some fun there manipulating uh, people in rooms. And finally, we have the My Android Journey section with Sally Kunders. So let's move on to the announcement section. What's going on, Austin? So this week in the announcements also, we have a very busy list of announcements. First of all, we want to thank Top Tech Tidbits for mentioning the Clubhouse demo part one in the top list of their newsletter. We have a list of articles. If those of you have not subscribed to them, please subscribe. So we have a list of articles and on in that list, our demo was featured. So we would like to thank them. The next announcement is we have crossed Almost we are touching 8,000 plays. We've got like over a thousand plays from last week. So that was really wonderful. And the next announcement is our Telegram group has now finally crossed 150 subscribers. Now that is it from the announcements, but I have got some requests for the listeners. First request is uh, please read the show notes. If you're listening to this podcast using a podcast app or a smart speaker or Victor Reader device, then please visit blindandroidusers.com and you will find that the show notes are laid out very nicely. If you are listening on YouTube, then you can read the video description. And I wish that YouTube would have it laid out nicely, but it's not. But you can still read it. The next request is... Apart from subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing the videos and link of the channel to your friends, also click on the notifications button because now what is going to happen is we are going to start uploading some extra content to YouTube, which may or may not make it to the podcast. So if you hit the notification, then you can get uploaded. So if you hit the notifications, you will get alerted whenever we upload a new content and you can watch it because it does not look too nice to like uh, promote every video we upload on the group. So that is it from the long list of announcements. Now there is another technology and this leads to what Warren has found out in Android 12 and what are the bugs, what is new, some comments of Google I.O. But before we discuss that, there is a new thing that I came across this week. If you have any non-Pixel phone, 
and if you unlock your bootloader now if you have a samsung phone it is impossible to do but or difficult to do but if you unlock the bootloader after you unlock the bootloader and maybe set up your device or skip the setup whatever you want to do you go to the about phone and tap seven times on the build number and this will enable developer options then you go to developer options and you will find something called dfu loader you click on this dfu loader and it will give you two options one is gsi without gms gms is google mobile services and the other one is gsi plus gms so you select the gsi plus gms it will download the system image and for some odd reason it starts downloading from 54% i don't know why it does that and then it will tell you that dynamic system is ready to use restart your phone to use dynamic system you restart your phone and do not do any modifications to this system now because it is temporary so you can now try out android 12 without any modification to a phone running android 11 and if you find any problem after you switch to android 12 all you need to do to go back to android 11 is just restart your phone and you will go back to android 11 so you won't lose any data uh if you want written guide the guide is on our website and the link will be in the show notes so that is it from me i will demo this in episode 26 can i just ask austin do you need to get android yeah. 12 in the normal way this um this gsi plus gsm isn't android 12 itself or is it no it is android 12 but there's no oh, normal is- way the D- the dfu will download it for you oh okay Excellent. Yeah. That sounds really easy. And so, Warren, is there anything you want to say about your experiences with Android 12? Anything from uh, Google I/O last week catch your eye? Google I/O was monumental. I think this is probably the most important Google I/O we've seen in years, ever since 2014 when Lollipop dropped, because we had a total different design language. and then we have that material you now there are things that were promised in android 12 of course that are not yet here some may drop in our next beta cycle which is going to be sometime next month and some may not even be till the final release of uh, android 12 in the fall now there's something that i noticed and i'm not sure that if this has been there but there's a way now that if you don't want to swipe down uh with two fingers from the top to pull down the notifications you can actually swipe down with two fingers from the very bottom edge of your phone just like below the uh, dock area and you can swipe down with two fingers there and you know open up the notification as well so i think that is really neat so you don't have to go all the way to the top i like that so we got two different ways of opening up notifications uh in android 12 beta Now the way you find this is by going to system settings so I am here in my in my phone settings gestures list and you go to system settings then you go to gestures settings gestures out of list and then there's something here that says uh, notifications by default is off pause music skip songs on slash skip to the next room silence interruption handheld gestures active edge on swipe for notification 
quickly open okay. camera. Ah, swipe for notifications on. Swipe for notifications on. If you tap here. Settings. Swipe. Swipe for notifications. Swipe down on the bottom edge of the screen to show your notifications. You can't use one-handed mode when this feature is turned on. Switch on and list. So in other words, what this is saying is that you can turn this on. And so there's an on-off toggle near the top. Um, I mean, at the bottom here where the uh, dialogue is that you can turn on. And what is saying that you can swipe from the bottom of your phone with the two fingers and open up notification shade. But if you have one-handed mode enabled, it's not going to work. So I have turned mine on. So that's one thing that I, I found to be good. Now, now the next thing that I want to talk about quickly here before we move on is that part that I talked about during our special episode last week, and that is using the power button for the assistant. Now, what happens is that if you enable that feature, basically allowing the power button to be used as the trigger for the assistant, what would happen is that when you hold down that power button, for instance, if you want to turn off your phone or restart your phone, you're not going to have the menu for the power off and restart or emergency type of thing. There are a couple ways of mitigating that or how to go about uh, bringing that to work for you. The first one is you have to actually hold down that power button down for about 10, 11 seconds, and that will restart the phone. It's not going to bring that uh, power menu like the uh, restart, power off, or the emergency. Instead, it restarts. So it, Think of it like what Samsung has if you haven't changed your behavior using the power button because on Samsung you do that, it's going to activate Bixby. So that's what Google has done. But I think they're going to change it to where you're going to find that menu in the quick settings. Now, the second method of having access to both the power of restart and your payment and all of that is to enable the uh, accessibility button. If you enable the accessibility button and you tap on that accessibility button, then you will see power menu and you tap on that power menu and you will see things like restart, power off, and your payment uh, preferences. That is the card that you want to use for your default for your payment in stores and anywhere else that you use Google Pay. So that's what I want to say about Android 12. And then uh, last but not the least is the fact that the uh, two-finger gesture swiping from the bottom upwards to go home, navigate home, is not working reliably. Most of the time when you do that, it instead brings up the recent apps and you have to swipe again to uh, go home. Now, I tried something else by going into the system settings, then going into system, then navigation. And there in the um, navigation, there's a settings in there. So I adjusted the left-right swipes to go back. And by default, they are at 50%. But when you put them at 100%, then the swipe up from the bottom to go home works reliably. However, for some odd reason, after a few minutes or so, it returns back to 50% there where I have made that change. And so that ugly behavior returns. So those are some of the things to bear in mind as you go about getting into the Android 12 beta. And that will be my little update about Android 12 beta one 
Thanks, Warren. And obviously, Austin's given us a way we can get that at least temporarily uh, on our phones through the, the BFU method. So you can go around, see if you can reproduce that, see if you uh, uh, find anything else. If you find any little, little Easter eggs or anything you think we might be interested in or should, should feature, do, do get in touch with us via the usual channels. Now we have the first in our series of app categories we trailed last week, where we're going to talk about apps that we think are particularly useful for you to have on your phone as a blind person. And first up this week, we have ebooks and ebook readers. Uh, in this segment, we're going to primarily talk about apps, but we will show you some of the ones we talk about briefly. Uh, obviously, there are quite a lot of apps uh, in, in these categories, and that's in part why, as Austin mentioned, we're going to be putting up some extra content on YouTube, because otherwise a podcast would be half a day or longer. Warren, do you want to introduce our ebook reader segment this week? Thank you so much, Ed. This is a very important part of the podcast because you know you guys you got your phone and there's certain things that you need you want to be able to read and here's where ebook readers come in there are several of these things on the play store and it all depends on personal choice and preference and what it is considered to be important for you when you're looking for an ebook reader i think that for me when i'm looking for an ebook reader a couple things come to mind the syncing capability and then the second one most important one would be as to whether or not it supports a table of contents and then also if it has a tts readout because as a blind person i don't want to keep you know uh, swiping and swiping or you know moving from one page to the next you know trying to read instead i want my TTS engine to read it for me. And so uh, these are some of the things that I consider when I'm looking for an ebook reader. Um, I need to make sure that at least all three of these are present. And that would be what I look for in an ebook reader. Now we talk about EPUB and I prefer EPUB uh, format and a lot of these things are there on the Play Store, like I said. And being the historian, let's talk a little bit about the history of EPUB, you know, e-publishing, that's what that means. And it came to us back in 2007, I think September of 2007, when an international group, you know, met together and came up with the whole idea of this EPUB, e-publishing. So that is the history of that. And with that said, then we will now jump into some of the ebook readers that we think you may want to get on your phone and talk about them, talk about their weaknesses and their strengths. Edward? Thanks very much, Warren. Um, firstly, we have Anna, who's going to demonstrate to us Google Play Books. Hi, everyone. This is Anna G. I'm just going to pop in for a minute to tell you about an ebook reader I use. Okay, I'm going to talk about Playbooks. Playbooks is the book reading app developed by Google. We can use it to read ebooks and audiobooks. But today I'm going to talk about the ebook feature only. I'm going to keep this really short and simple because the app is buggy, and my goal is to help you read your books. To get started, you need to go to the Play Store. Search for and install Playbooks by Google Inc. Next, you need some books. You can get them from the Play Store. Go into the Play Store, 
Run your finger across the bottom edge of the screen where you find tabs like games, apps, movies, etc. Books is the one on the far right. You can also get books from the Playbooks app. Open the Playbooks app. The Playbooks home screen has a row of tabs across the bottom. They are home, library, and shop. Shop is on the far right. Whether you tap books in the Play Store or shop in the Playbooks app, you wind up on the same screen. It's the books section of the Play Store. Tabs across the top of the screen cover different genres. Swipe through them. Eventually, you get to free books. Tap to find one you can work with. Options range from public domain classics to self-published, so choose carefully. Tap the title of the book you want. Tap Get for Free if you're going through the free books, or tap the price. One thing to keep in mind as you're selecting a book is that it's a good idea to tap the About ebook item. This gives you useful information like a synopsis of the book and publishing details. It also tells you whether the book is original or flowing text. Flowing text means that the file actually does contain text, so font can be adjusted and the screen reader can read what's on the page. Original means that the book is made up of pictures of pages. Android seems to run OCR on original books, so TalkBack can usually read it, but there are obvious scanning errors. Okay, let's set up the book. Open the Playbooks app. You're on the home screen. The top half of the screen has any books you're currently reading. The bottom half of the screen has ads for books you might want to read. Across the bottom are the home, library, and shop tabs we mentioned earlier. Tap library to find your book. Beside each title is an options button. Tap it to download your book onto your device. Now we're finally ready to read. Once your book is downloaded, you can open it by tapping the title on the Playbook's home screen. Double tapping in the general center of the screen with the book open toggles between skim mode and reading mode. Reading mode shows a picture of the page with a progress bar at the bottom. Skim mode has some controls so you can move through the book. Across the top are icons for exiting the book, checking out display settings, and more options. Across the middle are previous page, open current page, and next page. And across the bottom are go to table of contents, go to bookmarks if you have any, a progress bar, and an icon that tells you what page you're on. To read a book, Double tap the general center of the screen so that you're in reading mode. Then touch the area 
at the bottom, right above the progress bar, or at the top, right below the notification bar. Finding the right area is tricky, but once you get the hang of it, you don't miss. To go to the next or previous page, swipe left or right with two fingers, as if you were turning the page on a physical book. The app does remember where you stop reading, so the next time you open your book, you're in the right place. There's obviously a lot more to this app, but this is enough to get you started. Uh, Playbooks is obviously one of the one of the commercial uh, apps. Um, you know, Google Google sells quite a few books itself, uh, as as some of the other ones we'll talk about in a minute. Warren, do you use Google Playbooks much? I used Google Playbooks, and for a while, I was kind of a little bit angry with uh, Playbooks. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm a total Google fanboy. There are certain things <laughs> that I don't like. And so for a while, I wasn't buying so many things on the Playbooks because there were some things that we've been asking Google to do, and they didn't do it. I wanted to be able to you know, set a different TTS uh, to use with my Playbooks as to using uh, my system-wide TTS engine. Now, of course, of recent, Google has introduced the ability, the capability to use their own voices, you know, uh, high-quality voices that are online voices. So we could have access to that. So I'm kind of beginning to love Playbooks again. And so uh, I use Playbooks and I find that, you know, there are a lot of nice books on there. And uh, last week, I think I bought a couple of books on playbooks. So yeah, I use playbooks. Excellent. I think we'll stick with uh, commercial offerings. And we can't really have a discussion about ebook readers, I don't think, without talking um, about Amazon Kindle. It is uh, the king of, of uh, ebook readers. Um, it is. <laughs> right? The Kindle, if you will. We could put a G in it, couldn't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have you have various options. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to show the app very, very briefly. You know, it could be a podcast in its own right. Uh, you know, you have books you can buy. Uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get books available uh, to borrow with Prime. Uh, one money-saving tip, we're, semi, we're straying into audio books a little bit, but sometimes you can buy an audio narration significantly cheaper with Kindle than you can with Audible. So it may work out to be quite a lot less even with the Kindle purchase as well than uh, the value of one of your credits if you think how much you pay for Audible a month. So uh, do you have a look at that as a way to at least credit save, if not money save. So all I'm going to do with this is I'm going to go into the Kindle app. We're going to see if we want to buy a book and we are going to uh, start reading it. I will point out a flaw in the Kindle app as well when we're doing this. Uh, so I'm going to find Kindle. There it is. Kindle, search Kindle out of print. Showing items one to three or four. Double tap to activate notifications button from your library. So we have tabs at the bottom of the Kindle screen. We have home tab selected. Home tab selected. We have home. And in the middle of your tabs, so you've got home, library, and then before the store tab, you have the most recent book that you got. Uh, it is it's in tab order if you swipe as well. I wasn't. I was exploring. 
And then finally, you have a more tab in the bottom right hand corner. Uh, I said I'll show you how to buy a book. Obviously, this is Android, so you can do this. Uh, you're not forced to pull up a web browser as you might be on other mobile operating systems. Uh, so let's go to the store. So we'll search in here. Um, you'll have gathered from, or you will gather later on in this episode, that I am a uh, football fan. I think I've probably mentioned it before. So I'm going to see if Kindle has any books on my uh, favourite team, which is Huddersfield Town, a sort of second second tier uh, football team in the UK. Let's see what it has. And the go button or the search button, as with any, uh, well, almost any uh, next or button of that type is sort of in the bottom right hand corner, uh, unless you have a navigation bar, then obviously it's slightly above. So let's see. Let's see what we have. So they weren't always second tier. They were champions of England uh, almost 100 years ago. So I'm going to have a look at this. And we're essentially in a web view now. So I'm going to just find out how much it is. Then I'm going to navigate by heading to see if we can't find ourselves a description. Ooh, £4.99. That's quite expensive. Let's see if it's any good. So that's the description. Uh, I might buy this book. Buy now. And it's bought it. It was that hard. There you go. I've obviously got one click set up on my Amazon account. So if I now go to my library. Library tab. Reading. Double tap. 
So this is going to be much faster than you want, but it, it, you can hear it's reading the book, which is the main thing. I'm now, though, going to lock the screen. And I think eventually, uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, Warren, it will stop reading, won't it? Now I've locked the screen in the Kindle app. It will stop reading when it gets to the end of that page. Yeah, which is annoying because it does mean that uh, you do have to have your um, your screen unlocked uh, when you uh, are reading a Kindle book, uh, which is a slight, I think, flaw because obviously you might knock it if it's in your pocket or something. But the Kindle app, as you can see, buying a book is painless. Uh, I haven't quite appreciated, well, I had appreciated, I'd overlooked the fact that um, uh, the speech would be at a, at a different uh, level to that of the screen reader, but it doesn't really matter. We're not here to read the book. We're here to show you how you read the book. Um, so, so what actually happened, it said, I, it told me to swipe right to start continuous reading. It then said continuous reading was highlighted and there was nothing to the right of it. When I double tapped, though, uh, I then did have to swipe right to go and find continuous reading. So there was an extra double tap that I apparently had to do. This Kindle is still going. Yeah, as soon as it finishes uh, yeah. that page, it should be able to stop. Now, the thing it's that I... It's the page. I it's don't, not. It's not stopping. Yeah. Now there are certain. If it's an older book, they don't have that limitation on older books ah, for some reason. That'll um, be why. New modern books for some reason will not let you read with the screen shut off, and so that is one of those things that I wish Amazon will fix because it's a pain if you are a blind person. I am not looking at the screen, so there's absolutely no reason for me to keep my uh, God for a second screen on, wasting my battery. I like to shut off my screen and simply listen to my book being read over my headset or whatever method that I want to read that book with. So this is something that we've been hounding Amazon over and asking them to fix, but for some reason they haven't. I can't wait to get one of the accessibility people on here so that we will kind of give them a little bit of a grief. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we should do that. <laughs> and it must be possible because obviously they have screenless Android devices, don't they? Like the Polaris where the Kindle app works. So it can't be it can't be entirely screen dependent. So there must be a way for them to do it. Yeah. And then one thing I want to add about, you know, the Kindle before we move away from the Kindle is that if you want to change your voice, like for instance, if you don't want to use your main TTS reader, is then what you want to do, first of all, is to change your TTS, uh, your main TTS um, engine. For instance, if I were using Eloquence as my main TTS engine, and I would like to be able to use either Vocalizer or Acapella for my Amazon reading, then prior to opening that Amazon Kindle app, what you want to do is go switch your TTS to either the acapella or the vocalizer TTS, then go open a book in Amazon and let it start reading with that uh, acapella or vocalizer TTS. And then you can go switch back to um, Eloquence TTS. And whenever you 
open a book, it's going to be reading it with either the a cappella or the vocalizer TTS, depending on which one you chose. Now, the only drawback is that when you restart the phone, then of course, it's going to revert back to your main driving TTS, and you'll have to go through that same process again in order to have that thing that you had earlier. And that's a little thing uh, or little walk around if you want to use a different TTS to read your Amazon Kindle books. Excellent. Thanks, Warren. Um, and I think you're going to demonstrate a uh, reader for us now, are you? Is, is it the Moon ebook reader? The Moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the moon. So the moon uh, reader, I am going to go into my ebook folder and find the moon reader pro. Now you have a regular moon reader. And then if you buy the pro, of course, what that does, it, it removes those pesky ads and things like that. And uh, that's about the difference that there is between uh, the regular moon reader and the moon reader pro. Folder, missed floor more items. Folder, ebook readers, Kindle. Folder opened. Easy reader. Moon plus reader pro. Moon plus reader pro. Scroll view zero one. Now here I am in my moon reader. I actually had a book that I was already reading. I think it was Frankenstein, you know, by Mary Shelley. Um, back in the 1700s or, you know, something like that. It doesn't let you see that the text is there, but the text is not exposed to our screen reader like what you would have on a Kindle. And as a result of that, you will need to use the TTS function to read the book. And just like I described earlier about changing the TTS engines for the Kindle, if you want to use a different one, you'll have to do that same process I was talking about when it comes to reading the Kindle with a different TTS engine apart from your main TTS engine. The same thing applies here with the Moon Reader. Okay, so I am in Moon Reader now, and I want to show the quick overview of what it looks like. So on the top left corner, Moon plus reader pro button. that is like the um, navigation drawer, if I tab here. Menu. Then we have things like Recent List. Recent, recent List. My Shelf. My files. My files. Net library. Net library. And I want to talk about this net library, but let's finish uh, going through the items in here. Bookmarks. Options. About. And about. Okay. Options. Now. Bookmarks. Net library. Net library is for those of you, if you like classics, uh, this is where you can find classic books to read for free. So I'm going to go in here. And here, we, Project Gutenberg, the first producer of free ebooks since 1971, enlisted. So here is uh, Project Gutenberg. Overflow one button. And then to the left of each is something that says Overflow. If you tap there, then you can go to Project Gutenberg. So for instance, if I tap here, pop up window, open, enlisted. There's open, edit, edit. And so if edit. if I tap on open, open Moon plus reader pro. Overflow one. Button. that is opening the Gutenberg uh, Gutenberg project site. Latest popular latest our latest releases. So random random books. Random books. Latest our latest releases. Popular our most popular books. I'm gonna go to popular books for example. Sort alphabetically, showing items one to ten of twenty-seven. Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen. So. The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald. 
let's say I want to get Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen. Pride and Prejudice, Austen, Jane. Showing items one to two of two. Now, when you tap on a book, you have two versions of that same book. There's one that has images and one without images. So if you're someone who would like your book to have images, then you want to choose the second um, choice. The first one is always the one without images. So for instance, if I tap on the first one, that's the first one. So if I tap here, so you see that says it, it has all images removed. I'm going to go back and click on the second one. Pride and Prejudice, Austin, Jane. Tab. Moon plus Reader Pro. This edition has images. Title, colon, Pride and Prejudice, Note. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go to the one without the uh, images. Pride and Prejudice, Austin, Jane. Moon plus. This edition has all images removed. Title, colon, Pride and Prejudice, Note. Now, at the bottom of your phone are two buttons. The one to the left is the download, and then the one to the farther right edge of the phone is the read. And if I touch the read, of course, it's going to say unavailable or something because I haven't downloaded the book. Read button disabled. It's disabled. Now, to the left of that, on the left edge corner, I will have the download. Available formats, EPUB 420 KB. So there's available formats here, and I prefer the EPUB. And I tap here, and it's going to download the EPUB. Okay, so I think it is downloaded. I need to tap on the read. So if I tap here on read, so it says scroll view, and there's nothing here. Okay, so in order to be able to read this with my TTS engine, I have to double tap somewhere here in the middle or near the top, and it'll pop up menus near the top that would quickly disappear after like three or so seconds. Uh, so it's important that when you, you tap here near the top or in the middle or wherever, that you find that thing near the top right that says something about menu, for instance. So I'm going to tap. So, man up. So, you tap there. And so, we got things like visual options. Control options. Miscellaneous. Themes. Names replacement. More operations. Share. So, what you need is more operations. More operations. Pop-up window. Speed. Text-to-speech. Enlist. The first thing here is text-to-speech. If I tap here. selection. Speed. Text-to-speech. So speak. Forgotten. Moon plus reader pro. Scroll view zero one out of list. Upon tapping on that, then it shows buttons at the bottom that I could use to manipulate the text or you know the TTS engine. Scroll view zero one. Scroll view zero one. And of course, you know it quickly disappear. Scroll view um, zero one. So I have to tap. Pause. There we go. So if I tap anywhere now, it shows them at the bottom. Volume, pitch, speed. Slider, 44%. And so, at the bottom left, I have... So, there's TTS page up. 
TTS prior, TTS play button, display, TTS next button, next, TTS page down button, page down, TTS options button, options, and you can go here and change the TTS you want to use, but it takes you to your TTS settings where you can choose um, your main TTS. TTS more options button. And TTS more options. Uh, here, when you go in here, let's see what the TTS options divide content by this drop down list full stop dot sets button stop TTS after checkbox not checked 10 edit box minutes. So you can set as to when to stop reading Show confirmation dialog before speak. And, box, not checked. and that's how you go about that. So I'm going to go back here. Moon plus reader pro. TTS more options button. TTS options button. Go back to that play. TTS page down button. TTS next button. TTS play button. And the effort with the formation and the perusal of his letter must occasion should have been spared and not my character required it to be written and read. You must, therefore, pardon the freedom with which I demand your attention. Your so I, I just double tap there to, to, to stop it. Now, um, if I, I tap anywhere, it just starts the reading again. And it does support table of contents. Let me see if I can find where to um, go to the table of contents because, like I was saying, I think this is one of the most important things for me when I'm reading an ebook. And so I'm going to stop the. Now, again, in order to find the table of con contents, you, we need to tap now and look on the top and find where it talks about table of contents or something like that. I haven't used this thing in a while, so let me double tap anywhere on the screen. Okay. Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen, Meta, Button, Pride and Prejudice, Spackley, Button, Scroll to Zero. Spackley, Pride and Prejudice, Meta, Button. Okay, maybe it's in the menu. Control options. Miscellaneous. Control options. Let me miscellaneous. see. Themes. Name replacement. Themes. Miscellaneous. Control options. In the control, control options. options. Screen orientation. Drop down list. Corporate. Center. Shape phone. Drop down list. Speak. Text to speech. So you can, you can, you can shake it to, you could choose to use the shake to speak and it will read your book, for instance. Screen touch control. Tap screen top. Drop down list, page up, disabled. Tap screen bottom. Drop down list, page down. Disabled. So you can choose what what uh, touching the top screen or tapping the top screen does. Toggle tap mode, checkbox, checked. Set tap mode, button. Tap screen left. Drop down list, page up. Tap screen right. Drop down list, page down. Long tap on screen. Drop down list, text selection. Set long top, button. So you can change these things. For instance, if I want to... Drop down list, text selection. Like if I want to, um, long tap on screen. Long tap on the screen. If I want to change it to something Drop else. Down list, text selection. Pop up window. Close moon plus reader and list. And you could have. Text selection checked. Auto scroll. Speed. Text to speech. You could make it uh, do text to speech. Brightness. Visual options. Control options. Miscellaneous. Page move up. Page move down. So let's say I, I'll, I'll go choose the. Um, Control option. Visual options. Brightness. Speed, text to speech. Speed, speak. text to speech. Control options. Drop down list. Speed, text to speech. Out of list. So I have set the long tap on screen. Long tap to drop down list. Speed, text to speech. To speak. And you can change it anywhere here that you want. P press control. Back key. Drop down list. Close moon plus meter. And you could choose what you want the back key to do. Menu key. Drop down list. Control options. 
Search key. Drop down list. Search. Camera key. Drop down list. None. Volume key up. Drop down list. Page up. Volume key down. Drop down list. Page down. Add up. Drop down list. Page up. Add down. You uh, you got the drift here. There's a lot of customization uh, with uh, this ebook reader, but what I wanted to find was the table of contents because, like I said, it is important for me to find that table of contents. So let me look. I think one of this unlabeled button, and that's the the problem and. Oh, I just flipped to one-handed mode. But that is what it is with uh, ebook. Uh, I mean, Moon Reader Pro or Moon Reader. Uh, you'll have to label this. And once upon a time, I used to have all of these things labeled. And I don't think I have that anymore because I haven't used it in a while. So that would be the Moon Reader Pro, guys. If you want to use Moon Reader, it's a good option to read your ebooks, but then you have to go through a lot of settings and customization, and this thing has it all. Thanks, Warren. Uh, not an app I was previously familiar with, so really good to hear about that. Now we're going to move on to talk about a few ebook readers specifically developed for blind people. And first up, we've got Mariam with a demo of the popular Leger Reader. You may know it better as Voice Dream Reader, which was its prior name. Uh, Mariam, take it away. So this is a demo of VDR, or Voice Dream Reader, or Litter Reader, as it's um, recently called. So Voice Dream Reader is actually one of the most common um, Voice Dream Readers, I mean, ebook readers, um on the Play Store, but especially for blind people, because it's been um, actually especially created for, in particular, for blinds and visual impaired, and it's available on Apple Store as well, um, and it, it's been pretty popular among blinds and visual impaired, and there are actually some people who as well use it. So, today we won't be covering the whole thing about Wisdom Reader, because it's not just about, you know, covering, demoing the the voice reader itself. It's it's only about ebook creators and how are they important to you and what are the advantages and the disadvantages and the difference between every single ebook creator of them. So first thing we need to know is that voice dream reader actually comes with a free um acapella voice. It's not free whether on Play Store or Apple Store, you have to pay for it. And after you install the app, you would have the privilege of downloading um, a free Acapella TTS voice. And to be honest, there's a disadvantage on Android, which that we only have Acapella voices, while on iOS, um, you can't actually install Avona voices or even new speech voices, and there are a lot of options out there. So after you actually install the voice that you like the most, you would have the um, option of reading a quick tutorial um, that has all the gestures and things like that that are important that notification from Gmail Joe. the developer, um, you know, which I really recommend that you read because it's pretty useful as well. So after you actually, you know, read that thing you could just press done and you would go to the main window of the voice reader so 
Save Let's button. go there. Discard button. Cancel button. Voice. Stop button. Pause button. Back button. One. Reader. Reader. Add documents button. So the main window is pretty easy. It's actually the the, the UI is pretty simple. So first thing is how you can import um, a file to the ebook reader. So you can actually do that through, um, you know, going to your file manager and then just, you know, choosing the file, picking the book that you want to read and then um, open with and then choose um, reader. Also, you would have here a little button at the right bottom corner of the screen. It's called a document button. A document. Um, if you hit that button, choose file. You'd have choose file here. Um, for the first time, it will ask you for permission to access files and documents and things like that. You would give it permission, and it'll take you to, you know, um, the folders that you have, and you could just pick what you want. Clipboard. Clipboard, which is a pretty um, recent thing. It's in the latest update um, or latest couple updates or so. This is actually allows you to just paste something from the clipboard that you've just copied, whether it's an article or something else. And it wasn't there before. What you needed to do before is just have a clipboard application and then share through it and choose reader, which was kind of tiresome sometimes It does and sometimes it didn't work. So I'm glad that we do have this option right now. Web browser. Web browsing. So if you have an article on a certain browser that you want to just, you know, um, open here or you want to download something from Project Gutenberg, which is a free resource to download books that are in public domain, that means that they are no longer in copyright um, permissions. So you just, you just could download them for free without any problems and legally. Um, you could do that from here. Also, if you have an article on a certain website that or you are in on Google Chrome or something like that, or Firefox or Samsung Internet, you could just share and choose um, with your meter and it'll just take you here. Also, choose file. if you're logged in through your Bookshare account, and we will know how to do that shortly, you would find Bookshare here and the UI of downloading books from Bookshare here is pretty amazing. Notification from Twitter. It's pretty easy. It's um, accessible. And I, I actually find it you know, the, one of the best ways. And uh, when I log into my Bookshare account, I just prefer VoiceDreamer over um, all the available options out there. So let's look at the um, main window again and see what uh, what we have as well. Back button, reader. All items, five slash five, fill down pointing triangle. The first thing is um, it'll tell you how many books that you have um, open. I have here four, uh, five. Bookshelf view. Bookshelf view, if you want to change the uh, view of the reader, if you want, you know, show it by folders or anything. Sort. Sort. If you want to sort your books by, uh, you know, latest added or, I mean, recently added, recently read or anything like that. More options button. We have more options. Library search button. More options. Library search button. And library search. Search button. And search. So... Like till now, I didn't, I didn't actually discover or find out what's the difference between the library share search and the search. But um, the search would actually, if you write, you know, uh, if you know a certain title, if you have like a whole folder important to Voice Dream Beta, you could just search through that. Like um, more options button. Let's go to more options and s- options and th- see what we have here. 
Manage my voices. The first thing is called manage my voices. So this one through here, you could choose a certain voice that you want it to be the default. And be aware that there's a difference between choosing a voice here and choosing a voice from, um, you know, the window of the book that you're going to open. So if you choose a certain voice here as a default, it'll be the default of the whole ebook creator. But if you choose a voice through um, the book itself, which we will see shortly, It'll just change it for this certain book. So if you open another book, it will just be with the default voice that you've chosen here. Content sources. Content sources here. You can add your um, Bookshare account or even your Pocket account. Pocket is a really great um, community that, you know, you can read articles through like uh, newspapers, journalists and things like that. And I really love Pocket. I do have an account there as well. Help. Help. If you want any help. Frequently asked questions. Frequently asked questions. About about contact us and contact us if you have any problems you can just contact the developers through here write a review write a review if you want to read the app rate the app on play store and um, write what you think about it manage my voices and this is pretty much the everything about, from about the um more options let's go and open a book and see what options we have as well back button reader a document button progress bar position Pride and Prejudice, 12 hours, 34 minutes, and 14 seconds, Jane Austen, Progress Bar. So this is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Here, we have a little progress bar after every single book. Progress Bar Position, zero. This tells you how much progress you've actually accomplished, um, or how much you've read. It's 0% because I haven't read anything from the book. So let's... Pride and Prejudice, 12 hours, 34 minutes. Navig visual settings. We actually went into the book. Um, if you looked at the book from the outside, it'll tell you the title and the name of the author. But if you go here, it'll just tell you the title. Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Um, this is the title of the book we have here. Visual settings. Visual settings. Just because VDR is not only designed for uh, blind people, it's all. It's also designed for people who are um, visually impaired, who are, you know, partially sighted, and people who are ha have dyslexia. So you can just hear just the size of the text, the spaces, the font, everything like that. Audio settings. Audio settings. Um, let's go into here because we ha would have some important things that you might want to customize. Audio. Navigate up button. Audio speech rate. Speech rate. 440 words per minute. It'll first tell you how many words per minute that you choose. So, speech rate is 440 slider position 60. If you adjust this slider, it'll change how many words per second per minute that you read. So, if we go to speech, speech rate is 44,049. Um, 50. 375 words per minute. It'll just tell you yes. It it, it already decreased the number of the words. I read at 60 percent, which is 440 words per minute most of the times. Speed rate is 440. Speed rate is 440 words per minute. Okay. So plus the um slider that we do have here, we have decrement speed rate button. Little cool buttons for decreasing and increasing. Um, increment speed rate button. Those buttons increase and decrease by one percent. If you don't want to use, you know, the the, the volume buttons because they decrease and decrease by five percent. If you want to be much more accurate than that. Accessibility content description for document. Accessibility content description for document. Here we would have none radio button checked. None. First few words radio button checked. Full text radio button checked. First few words and full text. What doesn't that? What does that mean? Is that um, you would have um, you know if you are reading 
by certain voices. It's, it's just reading for you. While it's reading, the text will move through screen. So you could just touch the screen and read the word by your screen reader as well. And I don't use that. I, I most of the times use it as none. But if I want to copy something, a certain text or quote for uh, from a book, I set it to uh, full text because it is gonna it's gonna show me the whole text. But if I first few words radio button check. first few words to just show you first few words of the line or the paragraph. So yeah, I mean it's totally up to you if you want that. Uh, it definitely works pretty well. But um, be aware that it doesn't work with PDF. Uh, doesn't show you the text on the screen for some reason. Um, just because sometimes PDF is hard to do that actually. So the ducking option here it has a little bit of a problem, which I just don't understand so far. Pause resume radio button check. So it tells you that it's going to pause and resume. So once you receive a notification, it's just going to pause and resume after the notification um, ping stops. But it doesn't. It just, you know, ducks um, out and ducks, you know, in after the, the notification uh, ends. And... Adjust volume radio button check. Surprisingly, we have something called adjust volume. So on the pause and resume um, option, it works as, as as adjust volume. So it's it's so weird. And adjust volume radio button check. Skip margins checkbox checked. Skip margins. I don't know what that is. Um, it's just something new, new feature that I, I just hadn't actually gotten yet. Force accessibility features on checkbox unchecked. Uh, force accessibility features, if you want that, you know, if you want voice reader to be just forced, but by every single accessibility setting that you've set on your phone, you can just do that. Pronunciation dictionary button. You have the pronunciation dictionary if you want to, uh, you know, edit a certain word uh, that you think that's pronounced incorrectly. And this actually only works with uh, the voice that, the voice that you install. Um, by voice remeter. And by the way, if you actually install the voice that you've gotten for free, you can buy additional voices, um, premiumly after, you know, installing this certain voice that you liked. So it's, it's available as well. Voice. Voice. So this is what I was talking about in the beginning, um, when we actually went through the manage my voices thing. Here, if you change the voice, It'll change it for this book that we are in. And New notification from Twitter. Allahumma la ta'alaquqa. Shadal checkbox unchecked. It won't change it for anything else or any books else that you are reading. Heather, English voice. Shadal checkbox unchecked. Sure, it'll, it'll show you all the voices that you have on your phone, whether they're English and Arabic or whatever. And here... Heather, English, radio button checked. It's going to show you the voice voices that you frequently use um, or re read with. So this is everything in this... Um, Window, let's see what we've Back got. As Reader. Read. Contact by Jane Austen. So. Select navigation. Navigate up. Visual settings. Audio setting. Bookmark. Bookmark. Here, if you want to just bookmark a certain um, place in the book, um, you can definitely do that. More options button. We have a little more options here. It doesn't have anything, just, just two items. Export highlights. Export highlights. If you bookmarked, you know, some things or notes or anything, you can just export them to a txt file export all text export all text if you actually um imported an article from your web browser and you want just to export all text to a txt file you can do that and save it to your google drive or your um file manager that you're using export highlights that's it as we said that's just two items back let's button. see what Reader. we got as well back button. Home button. more options button 
bookmarks button. Bookmarks. So here, there comes a little bit of a bug that's still there. Um, even though voice screen reader has been around for quite a while right now, and there are a lot of people who use it, but still, we still have this problem. So if we hit the button, we would have chapter bookmarks unchecked. Chapters check selected. Chapters bookmarks unchecked. Bookmarks highlights unchecked and highlights. So for a long, long time, I didn't understand how to get to table of contents that were was available in Voice Reader, and I thought that it doesn't have it. And I was actually kind of surprised and shocked that it doesn't have that. But um, by accident, I once went through this dialogue and I found that there's a table of content through this chapter's dialogue. So we would have here level button content zero point zero percent chapter one zero point zero percent chapter two zero point chapter three one point three percent chapter three. Chapter 4, 2.7%. four and everything. So if we actually picked any chapter of those chapters, it won't take you to it. I mean, on screen, if you're reading by screen reader, it'll take you to it. But um, if you're reading, you know, with the uh, ebook reader itself, it won't move to it. You know, if you hit play, it'll just continue from the place that you paused at. Which is, in my opinion, um, pretty strange because, you know, I... I Actually, when you navigate by um, types of navigation, it takes to the next chapter of the previous chapter, which is pretty weird. Um, also, if you um, you know switch from bookmarks from chapters to bookmarks, it'll just you know walk you through every single bookmark that you've created here. Back button, reason, home, private, audio, more bookmarks button, previous item button. Here you would have previous item, play button, play and next. Next item button. Uh, if you actually play button, long click and press on this play button. Timer. Start button unavailable. Minutes text box. This is the timer. If you want the voice reader, you know, to stop reading after a certain amount of time. Here you have some ready presets if you want. Start time. Fifteen minutes you button. Have Fifteen minutes. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Forty-five minutes 45 button. Forty-five minutes. Sixty minutes button. Sixty minutes. Minutes text box. Uh, where you can just type it yourself in this um edit box. Back button. Let's back out of this dialogue. Marker. Six contents. Search button. Next. Search button. After the next button, we have something. Let's search. If you want to search uh, for a certain thing, look for a certain thing um, in the book. And it works pretty well. I like the feature, the search feature in this um, ebook creator. And then we would have... Elapsed time, zero hundred hours. Elapsed time. And apparently it's zero hundred hours because I haven't read anything uh, from the book yet. Slider position zero. And we have here the slider. You can just walk here through by percentage. Remaining time twelve hours thirty four minutes and fourteen remaining seconds. Remaining time and be aware that when you change the speech rate, this remaining time would either increase or decrease, um, depending on the amount of time amount of speech rate that you use. Like, um, if you increase the, I mean the, the time of the book would definitely increase as well. Um, I mean, would decrease. Excuse me. And percent play zero percent button. This is um, if you want to adjust the, the percentage, you know, um, if you want to type it by keyboard, it's also available here. Contents and contents. It tells you contents. This is uh, the way that Voice Dream Reader tells you where are you exactly, which chapter you are in. So we're still in the table of contents thing. So we haven't, you know read until any certain chapter so it's just telling me that we are in table of contents which is the beginning of the book and select navigation button. last but not least the uh select navigation Con 
Select navigation unit button. Unit. So here you could navigate either New notification um, from system unit battery. Fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. Sentence. Sentences. Paragraph. Paragraphs. Chapter. Chapters. Highlight. Highlights. Bookmark. And bookmark. Fifteen seconds. So I mean, if you want to navigate from chapter to chapter, it will just previous would take you to to the previous chapter, and next would take you to the ne the next chapter. So once you choose any uh, unit of those navigation units, to the previous item and the next item, their their jobs would definitely change. So the if you if we, for instance as well choose sixty seconds, the previous item would take you sixty seconds backward, and the next item would take you sixty seconds forward. Um, and it works with, with chapters as well. So this is a solution for chapters. If you want to navigate to a certain chapter, you, you could just, you know, use the, uh, previous item and navigate, uh, and next item after definitely, you know, selecting the navigation unit, ch changing it to chapters. Um, this is pretty much everything about Voice Dream Reader. It's an amazing reader still. It's my most favorite, um, Voice Dream ebook reader. Um, it's still a great thing. And also, I'd like to point something out um, at the end that if you open a book through your file manager, it won't open it up right away. It'll load it to the ebook creator and you just need to, you know, browse this UI that we actually have just shown you uh, until you find the book. Because first thing, I, I was kind of used to Adverse Allowed Reader. And Adverse Allowed Reader actually opens up the book right away. Um, you don't need just to, you know, walk all through your reading list to find this book. But Voice Dream Reader doesn't do that. It doesn't go to the book right away. So you would just have to, you know, go to it um, manually, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. It depends on, you know, your user. But if if he's like, if there's a user as a beginner, as I was before, um, I mean, sometimes I, <laughs> like, I remember... Fun fact, I, I didn't know that, and I thought that voice remeter is messed up and it's not it's not good. But after I kind of figured it out, I was like, oh my god, I, I messed the whole thing up and I didn't understand. So it was totally my fault. <laughs> so that was voice remeter. Um, it's an amazing, an amazing voice remeter. Able to create and still is um, pretty simple. The UI is pretty easy and uh, accessible. I definitely highly recommend it. Uh, it's not that expensive, and sometimes it goes on sale. And sometimes it goes on sale and the voices as well that you can download through it go on sale. So, I mean, like be on um, alert for voice stream sales because they do it a lot. Um, I hope you like this tutorial and um, yeah, that, that has been voice stream reader demonstration. Thank you for listening. I like Voice Dream Reader. Uh, I use it. It's probably my go-to. Oddly enough, not really for eBooks, but for doing sensible things with attachments. I tend to open Word and PDF in Reader, hit the hit the play button at the bottom of the screen, and just have the thing go. Given the slightly problematic issues that we seem to have with Office uh, on Android at the minute, sometimes I use Docs. But um, yeah, I like I like Voice Dream for that. The next app I want to show you is another uh, uh, app for the blind. This one is free, uh, mostly. We'll come on to mostly in a minute. I know Warren uh, loves the caveats with this app, that, which bits of his aren't free. Um, I just unlocked my screen, which locks it entirely the wrong time. Um, so this app is Dolphin's Easy Reader. 
just going to power it up and then talk a little bit about it and I'll show you very briefly something about it. There it is. Now, easy reader, I'll, I'll just briefly, uh, you've got a side menu at the top. You can import a book and then you can sort your my books, which is what it's on at the minute. I have a John McCarray in there. Um, but importing a book isn't really easy reader strength. That's not to say it doesn't do very well. It does. It's fine. But it's not the primary reason for using it. What easy reader will do is access and download books from many blindness specific libraries around the world. Let's go into the side menu top left and have a little look at this. So I can manage libraries. Uh, I think it will show me which libraries I already have enabled if I carry on going through the menu. It does. So I've, I've enabled some libraries already. Uh, I have four in here. Uh, books and newspapers from RNIB, which is our uh, largest blindness organization. I was going to say premier then. I decided to change it uh, to largest. Uh, Calibre Audio, which is interesting. It's a lesser known library with fewer titles. It's still got over 10,000 though. And I say Calibre is interesting because if your country has signed and ratified the Marrakesh Treaty, which deals with making texts available to blind and partially sighted people, but if your country has signed and ratified, you can join Calibre's download and streaming service in your own right, even though um, it's a UK library. What Marrakesh, I think, was really meant to do was facilitate libraries sharing things. Calibre have sort of cut this out very sensibly. Uh, they offer CDs and memory sticks too. You can't get those internationally. But as I say, if your country has signed and ratified, I think the US, Canada, Australia and New Zealand have, then you can sign up to Calibre Audio, uh, pull down the Easy Reader app. You don't have to do that. Obviously, you could use their website and, and fire away uh, to do that. It's audio, so we've we strayed slightly off topic. I, I just mentioned it because it's in my library. I'll get back to ebooks now. Um, but that is, uh, that is something that's available to you. Um, there are other libraries around the world. If I went into Manage Libraries, let's go do that briefly. Let's go into Manage Libraries. Manage Libraries. It's showing the ones I have highlighted at the top. We'll go. Ah, here we go. A whole bunch of libraries I'm not familiar with. Um, well, there are th there are thirty three of them anyway. We could. I'm not going to flick through all of them, but I think we heard some Australian ones, New Zealand ones, a .ru one. So that must be Russian. So you you can access these libraries. I don't know if these are um, uh, ebooks or audio. E Easy Reader does both. It's a it's a Daisy app. Uh, so, but uh, really really versatile. And I'll go into Bookshare just to show you how that works. Here we are. 
Let's see what's popular. I did a search in the Kindle app. You don't need to see me do another search. So it all sorts of books here. Let's download this Harry Potter one. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Double tapping it, you should download it. Yeah, it's downloaded the book. We now have an open button where download was, and I'm going to do that. Harry Potter at the Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potter number two. Easier, sir. Harry Potter at the Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potter number two. Double tap to activate. Play pause button. So in the bottom of the screen now, I have a nice big play pause button. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I don't want to, even if it just plays Bookshare's notice, uh, it's obviously good that we're allowed to convert these books accessibly. And even though I don't think it's breaching copyright, we don't really need to take the chance, do we? So I've got to play pause. Overview. Navigate next, which is probably fairly arbitrary. It'll just be whatever the, the navigation unit is. And then at the top, I can bookmark it, text settings. Now I'm going to show you Warren's favourite feature about this app, audio settings. Let's go see what happens if we try and change our TTS voice, shall we? And I hid that, that part about that uh, ebook reader. We're about to find out which what it is. <laughs> now, I should just tell you, I have Acapella, Vocalizer, and a whole bunch of engines already bought on my phone. Bought, purchased. Yes, I bought them. So I'm going to just see what we've got in here. 21%. Slider. 100%. Voice. English. GDR. Voice settings. Button. Add voices. Button. Add voices. Let's see what this is. Uh... Add voices. Navigate up. Button. Add voices. Preview voices. American English, 164. Allison, 37 MD, £2, £6 for a voice I already own. That's now, naughty. Now you know why I don't like this. Uh, so I think this, I think this is possibly, well, I don't know, it might be just because the app's free and they've got to make money somewhere. I, I wonder if it's, a, it's an iOS hangover because obviously well, you didn't <laughs> used to be able to share TTS engines on iOS. I don't know if Apple have opened that up at all, but Previously, if you had four self-voicing apps, then they needed four copies of Acapella. You couldn't share Acapella between four apps. Uh, now, Apple might have relaxed that. Either way, Dolphin Charge. What you have to do if you do want to use a TTS that's different uh, to your system TTS is what you do with Moon Plus Pro, really. You have to go in and change it. So I have to set my system voice to Acapella to be able to use Acapella. I don't think there's a way then to change it back to eloquence and still have easy reader use acapella as there is with moon uh plus reader pro but uh it will work if you change your system tts to the one you want to read the book albeit temporarily you are safe from having to buy that i must drop dolphin a line uh about that uh to see if they can't change it or to at least get a rationale as to as to why it is as i say it's a free app they're a commercial venture, maybe that's why, I don't know. But uh, I shall I shall email them, see if they can't, because it's a really good app. I mean, that that's a nice interface. Uh, the book downloaded eventually, obviously, despite my slow or Bookshare's slow internet connection. And the nice thing is, while the options for all the libraries might appear a little different, you know, it's all in a nicely designed app. There's a consistency to it. It works in the same way. 
um, uh, broadly speaking. And then, you know, the Daisy, the EPUB, as the Bookshare one is, Daisy Father uh, libraries on there. Uh, you know, it just, it just, it just um, uh, appears. You get your play pause button at the bottom. You can, you can move by navigation. There is a navigation button past settings. Um, what that will show you is a, it, it depends on what the publisher's done. Obviously, Dolphin can't Dolphin can't intuit a table of contents if there isn't one there. So, uh, you know, sometimes that might be arbitrary. Sometimes it might be useful. But you can go and have a play with that. Uh, you've got text and audio settings too. So I like it. Uh, despite that uh, TTS annoyance, I think it's really handy to be able to access all your libraries um, from that place. But what I should say, um, one final point, when you first install it, and I've used it for a long time, you will need to log in using a Dolphin account. So I think, I can't remember if they let you use Google or Facebook. If not, just uh, create a Dolphin account or use Google if, if you're comfortable doing that. Once you've logged into the Dolphin app, if you then want to add a library like I have with Bookshare and I have with the RNIB ones and Calibre, you will need to log in with each of those uh, libraries. So, so if you're using a library with the app, there's a minimum of two logins. Your Dolphin login, which you do uh, to enable the app to, to, to work for you and then you need to log into each library um, typically the libraries remember your login sometimes they have a bit of a wobbly and don't um, but normally it's it's fine normally you stay logged in everywhere you should do but that's that initial dolphin login i think because it can, can throw people when combined with the second library login but that is dolphin easy reader you wanted to mention another app didn't you warren was it was it go read from bookshare's own app uh, to compare it to Easy Reader, indeed, there's a Go Read from Bookshare, which is a blindness kind of um, ebook reader as well. Now, the bad thing about the Go Read is that it seems like those guys are not updating that um, reader anymore. I think the last update it got was back in 2017. But apart from that, though. Um, the uh, Go Read still works, and you have to do that workaround that I described for the Amazon Kindle uh, in order to change your voices. It's the same uh, procedure. But then there's one that I want to mention in passing here, Ed, before we move on, is the Advoice Aloud Reader, and it's probably one of the most uh, popular one among the blind. And our friend Greg uh, did a very good job at this um, book reader. And I want to quickly show that in passing here, and that's the at voice aloud. So it's the at sign voice aloud reader. You, if you're searching for it on the Play Store, of course, we're going to be including the URLs to these things that we've talked about. So I will now open up that at voice aloud reader. It simply says at voice. Okay. Now, so at voice aloud reader, starting from the top. You have something called reading list that's at the very top left. Search. Then to the right of that is the search. I'm going right. Open. Open. That's when you go choose a book you want to read. Reload or clear. Reload or clear. Reference and bookmark. Then there's reference and bookmarks. Settings. And then settings. Now, overflow the, menu. The, and then there's an overflow menu to the farthest right top corner. And we need to go to the settings. Settings. And voice settings. Navigate up button. In the settings, and voice settings. we got speech settings, speech start, pauses, headset control, and list. 
And that's important, you know, for a blind person like me who is going to be relying on speech or the TTS. So um, that is an area one would need to spend time in, in customizing it, how you want things to behave. Screen and sleep timer settings. What to show on the screen? Sleep timer. That's important. Language. Default language for TTS. Auto language recognition. Okay. Change voice or language. Change the voice you hear. E.g. from female to male. Or choose the language in which to read current text. Okay. Share icons. Text and reading list. Share icons shown in their actions. Auto saving. Text extraction. Zoom controls. Edit speech. Change pronunciation of some words. Skip unwanted sentence fragments, etc. Like I told you, this guy did a very good job at uh, writing or, you know, um, making this app. Translation setup. Set translation source and target languages and instant Google Translate option. Clear open by default. Press if a place always open some type of files. E.g. PDF. And you want instead to choose which app to use. Okay. Clear passwords. Clear stored passwords and other data saved by web pages that this app opened. All right. PDF text import settings. Control how text is imported from PDF files. Extra buttons to show in top toolbar. Choose which buttons to show in the top toolbar if there is room for them. So in other words, you could choose which buttons to show up there. That When I was going through, there was open, there was a reference and things like that. So if you have room, you want to add another button to those list of buttons, you could add that there. Accessibility, extra features and settings when talkback is active. All right. That's important for those of us who are blind. Very important. So you can sync this with your Bookshare account if you have one. Backup a voice folder, backup the app default folder, containing saved articles, bookmarks, speech edits, etc. to a different folder on this device, or to cloud storage. Use if you need uninstall slash reinstall with voice, or to restore this data to a different device. Ah, neat. Restore a voice folder, restore the app default folder, containing saved articles, bookmarks, speech edits, etc. from a different folder on this device, or from cloud storage. Alright. File manager, a very simple file manager to view, move, copy, delete files on device storage. Also shows hidden files and folders. All right, so let's look at the things that I want to look at, most especially the TTS engines. So, um, let's look at the accessibility first. And so I'm in accessibility now, and here's what we've got. So you could check that, and, and if you enable that, you, you should be able to uh, read the um, the text just by exploring. Above may not work well on some devices, cause crashes, etc. If this happens, disable again the option Explore by Touch in the main text area. So in other words, if the Explore by Touch is not working for you, just go back here and disable it. Extra gestures under TalkBag. All right, here, these are the extra gestures. Scroll vertically with two fingers. When scrolling stops, hear voice announcement of sentence number on top. Reading aloud will start from this sentence. All right. To scroll fast, bring TalkBag focus to seek control at right edge. Use volume keys. All right. Short horizontal swipes with two fingers move to next or previous sentence. Long horizontal swipes with two fingers move you to the next or previous article on the reading list or next slash previous chapter in the ebook. All right. Now, I, I want to go back. I'm going to swipe back. And I'm going to go to the TTS engines because that's probably one of the most important ones here as well. Language. Default language for teeth. Change voice or language. Change the voice you hear. E.g. from female to male. Or choose the language in which to read current text. I tap here. You have no voice installed. You need to install at least one voice to use the Acapella TTS engine. You have no voice installed. You need to install at least one voice to use the Acapella TTS engine. Out of list. Okay, button. I tap okay. A voice. Smithville, United States. This is an example of speech synthesis in English. Do you like it? And so it's uh, it defaulted. It says I'm using the Phil voice. Uh, this this thing from Voxygen that I got some years ago. And Phil is the... Um, 
is one of those voices that I got. Now, let's go and see how you change your voice, because by default, it seems that uh, Phil is my default. Shows drop down list. Phil, United States. Phil. I tap. Pop up window. ETI Eloquence. GPR. English. United Kingdom. Enlist. So that would go to uh, someone like uh, Edward, who wants his, uh, you know, Great Britain uh, TTS engine there. ETI Eloquence. USA. English. United States. Vocalizer. USA. This Vocalizer. USA. Amanda. United States. Amanda. This Amanda. So let's say I wanted Amanda. I tap here. And I have to confirm by tapping on select or use this voice found near the bottom. And you could choose um, the different voices that you want for, you know, annotations and things like that. This ebook reader is just absolutely beautiful, uh, meant for a blind person. Uh, Greg has done a very wonderful job here. If you did not find the necessary language or need a better quality voice, press the use selected voice button when ready. Okay. Use selected voice button. A tab here. When Jane and Elizabeth settings. When Jane and Elizabeth were alone, the former who Play slash pause button. When Jane and Elizabeth. So that is uh, Pride and, pe- uh, and Prejudice. Now, if I want to go to chapters, or you know, I want to go to the table of contents, near the top left corner, we want to tap on where it says reading list reading list button but voice so reading list content and voice allowed reader open chapter 5 chapter chapter 7 chapter chapter 9 i go here chapter 9 but voice reading list button chapter 9 elizabeth passed the chief of the night in her sister's room and in the morning had the pleasure Place of like next button elizabeth passed the chief okay of the in spite of this amendment and i could go next, next. She Place like pause or pause it. And, you know, this book is in the public uh, public domain, uh, Pride and Prejudice, and one could download it if you want. So that is how the Advoice Allowed Reader works. There's so many settings in here that we could actually do a whole podcast or episode on just the Advoice Allowed Reader itself, and we don't have time for that. But that's just a little demonstration of the Advoice Allowed Reader. Thanks, Warren. Can you remember, is that a paid app or is it free? It is both paid and free. Now, the paid one, of course, always has the ads removed. You don't need to to buy the paid one to have these functionalities. The only problem is that you will have some ads sometimes at the the bottom and things like that, but you'll have the same functionalities. But if you don't want to be bothered by ads and all of that, then it's not bad to buy that book uh, book uh, ebook player, I think ebook reader, isn't that thing like four dollars or four ninety nine? I don't remember how much I got it for, or maybe it's even two ninety nine. To be honest, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, not much then. And, and then just one final thing for me: which TTS engine was that one you switched to? Is it a Seraproc or is it Voxygen? Uh, so it's the Voxygen uh, called Amanda. So I, yeah. it's a French. Um, company and so i think it was back in 2018 or somewhere in there they made those available for free as beta and things like that and so i just grabbed all of them that i could and then now they're gone but they're ghosted for me because i once upon a time had it yeah no that's good yeah Uh, good they're working well so that brings us to the end then of ebook readers if you 
like a particular ebook reader we haven't mentioned if you want to demo an ebook reader uh, get in touch with us with the methods that um, we'll give you at the end of the show Next, we have our in focus section, and it's part two of uh, the demo of Clubhouse. In this second part of the demonstration on Clubhouse, I wanted to show you a little bit more about uh, room management, what you can do um, uh, in a room, how you can invite people up, uh, how you can uh, throw out someone who's being unruly and how you can see who's in the room. I mentioned, I think, in part one of this demo that club management still wasn't available on Android by and large. You can't start a club. Um, you can't accept members into your club. I discovered some other things while doing this today that also aren't available on Android just yet, although depending on when you hear this, uh, it may all be fixed. The first is, while you can start a room immediately on a club on Android, you can't schedule a room for later. You can schedule a room as long as you don't want it to be in a club. So if it's just on going to show up on uh, your followers' uh, hallways, that's fine. But the, um, the uh, post to club button, which is available on iOS, is not available uh, yet on Android. So I had to create this on iOS. What I then discovered, though, was when I came to start it on Android, I couldn't. There was no start room button. So I had to uh, go back onto the iPhone, uh, uh, hope that someone else, one of the one of the admins came in, Mariam did. So I made her a moderator and left. If I hadn't have done, it would have either randomly allocated a moderator or if there'd been no one here, uh, it would have ended the room. Logged that in on the Android side. And uh, because the room was already open and uh, Mariam was in it, uh, I was able to rejoin it. So let's just have a look then at this screen. Your view will be a little bit different to mine because I am the uh, uh, moderator of this room or one of them. I'm going to I'm going to start at the top of the screen. Okay, I'm Chris. It's got me and it's going to go through the list of speakers now. Clubhouse demo, art, club, wide Android users, options, button, true mode, button, honeybee club rooms are for club members only, but it's open to everyone on Clubhouse. So I'm going to go into room mode and see what I can do in here. And what I can do with that is not an awful lot. So what I what I would be able to do with it. As the founder of the club, I think I could make this room available to club members plus everyone on Clubhouse. Uh, I could do that when I created the event as well. That button, while it makes the sort of noise you get when you double tap and, long, uh, and hold on a button, it doesn't appear to bring up a context menu. Uh, I'm going to go look in options, which we uh, went past on the way to room mode. Clubhouse, share room, and list. Let visitors in. So I can let visitors in. I can, uh, and that, this is where I would go to end the room. I'm just going to go back. So Mariam's at the top of the list. Makes sense. She's the other uh, moderator. And so those are all the people in the room. And then at the bottom of the screen, bottom left-hand corner, uh, you'll have a leave quietly button if you're in a room. 
You can I can ping someone into the room. Let's go in here. It says hands are raised. Uh, let's see if they actually are. Raised hands. Open to everyone. Edit button. No one has their hand raised yet. Listen. No one has their hand raised. There we are. So we're back out of here. If if people do have their hands raised, um, uh, this is where you would go to admit them. Uh, it's worth checking this just in case you miss uh, notifications because they can be quiet. If there's a lot of conversation going, you may not see them. And I can mute myself here. And that's in the bottom right hand corner. For people who aren't currently on stage, that will be um, uh, a raise hand button. As, as I said in part episode one of this demo, uh, in the room you have you have the audience, which is where people who aren't moderators will start by default. You can't speak in the audience, but you can raise your hand. And you have the stage, which is where the speakers are and those who've been asked to speak. Um, uh, they can invite you up onto the stage without you raising your hand if you're in the audience. You might find that happens almost immediately. You enter some rooms, particularly those with a more relaxed uh, social aspect. That's likely to be the case. Uh, but otherwise, you may have to put your hand up to speak. You may never be invited to speak, depending on the room. Uh, if it's a big room with you know one or two speakers or maybe even more than that, but hundreds of attendees, you could have your hand up to your heart's content and not be invited. It's really the moderator's uh, pleasure. So I want to check. Interestingly, on here, it doesn't show me whether um, everyone is on stage or in the audience. Uh, so uh, that's something you would get on uh, the iOS app. I'm sure it will come to Android. Um, but it would say uh, whether you're a moderator, whether you're a speaker, uh, and then it segments the rest of the room into followed by the speakers and other people who are just in the audience. Can I ask everyone who is on stage now to unmute? Who, who, who wants to spend a couple of minutes just talking about anything really? Android themselves. I need someone. I need someone to be talking for a good sort of minute and a half, two minutes. He's good at that. Well, I hope the girls have been kind of more into this clubhouse thing. And... <laughs> No, but seriously, so the girls have been kind of more into this thing. I'm just not so much into it, but, uh, you know, they made a confession, uh, I think a couple of days or so ago. So, that they've been we're just going to turn that down a little bit, and I'm going to show you what you can do with a speaker. So, so let's have some fun with them now. They're talking. So we, we're in a profile now. I'm going to turn that down a little bit further. 
So we're in uh, this profile. Like I said, Mary, I'm forgiven you girls. Your sister forgiven for being addicted to the clubhouse. And near the bottom of the screen, we have options. And here at the bottom of the screen, we have uh, uh, options. You can start a closed room with someone. You can make a moderator. You can move to audience. Or view from the profile. So if someone is being rowdy, uh, this is where you could go. So I'm going to put Tabitha in the audience. So Tabitha has a minor problem now, and because hats are off topic, uh, on the demo, you will have heard Tabitha cut out and disappear into the ether. And that's because I was demonstrating the profile screen and I put uh, Tabitha into the audience. So that's what you can do if someone is being uh, a little a little unruly. You can uh, you can take them off stage. You can go into their profile. Uh, Marion, do you want to rescue Tabitha from the audience? Or shall I do it on the basis I put her there? So I'll go back in and rescue Tabitha then. Invite to speak. There we go. That's what you can do if someone's redeemed and you want to restore them from the audience where you've banished them to. That's towards the bottom of the profile. And Tabitha should be able to speak again now. Redeemed. What? <laughs> what what was interesting i was describing the um the screen layout there and i said it didn't really show you who was a moderator and who was a speaker that was i think because everyone was on stage and while it didn't show you who was a moderator and who was a speaker you did get that followed by the speaker section um ed um i want i want to point something out if you actually went to someone's profile who's already a moderator it would tell you that he's a moderator oh yeah it won't tell you unless you go that's right. But but what it will do is it will have an audience section because it'll have followed by the speakers. And that's an indicator that it's um, that they're not uh, on stage uh, at the time. So that is room management on Clubhouse. The, the interesting thing as well is that um, people can moderators can throw each other out of the audience uh, into the audience and indeed out of rooms so be very careful about who you make a moderator because even though you are one and even though it's your room, you can be thrown out. So I'd just be careful about that. And that is probably all by way of the formal demo uh, of the recording. Clubhouse really does seem to be taking off on Android as much as it did on iOS. Our, our membership is growing as a blind Android users club, and I'm seeing increasing numbers of people uh, on Android. Austin, what, what do you think of Clubhouse? I think it is just taking off on Android. People are just addicted to that and it's good. It's taking off on Clubhouse on Android. And I don't know when this invite system will stop because 
Our Telegram group is like flooded. Can you invite me on Clubhouse? Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. But uh, I, I don't know when this will stop. Yeah. That is one of the weaknesses. And it's because the thing is still in beta. But, you know, um, I wish, though, that once we've gotten past this beta phase, then uh, people would just be able to get in without this uh, silly invite, whatever that's going on. Uh, just imagine now that it opened to the whole world as of this Friday, and it's just flooded. And I don't know what it is about uh, Clubhouse, but I think to me, one of the reasons that I thought maybe a lot of people are kind of jumping onto it is that in reality, it seems like people don't want to show their faces. And so since this is an audio-only kind of thing, people are just attracted to it. You know, I could be sitting somewhere and not worried about, worried about what I'm wearing, you know, like you would be on a on a video and things like that. And I don't want to show my knucklehead, things like that. So audio, you know, we all have faces for radio, right? Like this podcast <laughs> that we're on. Eh? That we're on. I got that face for the podcast, and I'm not sure that I want to show my ugly head there on a video. So I can see the reason why people maybe uh, <laughs> yeah. fluctuating, uh, you know, uh, toward the um, you know the clubhouse because some and people you can do other stuff, can't you? You know, you can you can be doing ironing or something, or yeah, cooking, phone in your pocket. With a with a mic on or something, so yeah, I think that's you know it's, it's easier to do other stuff than it, than if than if you're on a video call. And finally, we're joined by Sally Kunders for the My Android Journey section. Hey, Sally. Hello there. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. It's really sunny over here. It's the end of the day. It's been a great day here. Yeah, where so, are you? Where are you coming to us from? Uh, it's Turkey. It's Istanbul. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, not the Champions League final though this year. It's yeah, been used, yeah, isn't it? yeah. It's quite sad, but maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, because you've lost like, it a couple of times for, for two years in a row. Like that's right. Lost, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of sad. But what to do? What yeah. team you're going for? In the Champions League, um, yeah. I think Man City will win. I don't think Chelsea yeah. will beat them three times in a row. Yeah, right. How about you? Well. I'll be for City too, even though like normally I go for United. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. yeah. I, I'm not sure I want City to win, but I think they will. Yeah, I yeah. That's yeah. it. Anyway, we've probably just lost about three quarters of the audience during that little yeah. football segue. So tell us about yeah. tell us about Android then. When did you start out? Like uh, when I started using Android, it was 2013 with a Galaxy S3, but the mini one, you know, like I couldn't afford the S3, original S3. Yeah. I was also looking for other phones. There were some other phones like Nexus 4, but I wasn't quite sure if it was a good phone. Like some, like the sailors told me, okay, this S3 mini is good for you. But then like I decided to buy that phone. It wasn't such a good experience to start with S3 Mini because of the technical specs, but it was a great, great opportunity to start Android. Uh, I remember my very first day was like, I, I was trying to set up my phone. Well, like I was trying to get used to the touch screen and I called my friend, like uh, I couldn't really, really control the phone and I couldn't even like end the call. Like he was telling me like what happened, like, <laughs> it was kind of sad like I couldn't even move my fingers to end the call I was like kind of locked you know like yeah. the very very first experience on a touch screen I was like going to my contacts and suddenly I called my friend like I couldn't even notice if I'm calling my friend 
like I was like plugging off the battery. That was the only way I could end the call. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was like in those days, like uh the batteries were removable, you know? Like so I removed the battery to end the call because I couldn't end the call. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know the power button can do ending the call. Like uh I, I didn't know that. Like I, I was learning like uh the very first days were kind of painful, but then I remember there was ESPIC TTS and like where we beginning like talk back there was not enough web views and like the phone was crashing <laughs> it wasn't a really good experience for me but I, I kept that phone for almost one year hmm. now so sally tell me something i didn't realize that there was a mini version of the yeah the, the s3 Alexa had 3, a mini version uh, s3 yeah. mm -hmm. so was it cheaper? Why was it cheaper than the regular S3? Was it, it was, because it's it a was smaller cheaper, screen? like like smaller screen in that it was four inches and uh it had it was coming with one one gig of RAM and like uh eight gigs of storage. The normal oh. S3 would be like four point <laughs> eight inches or maybe maybe even bigger. So that was and the it, thing. Like that the has were... 16 gigs, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. 32. The guy told me this phone is really good. I Even myself, I use it. <laughs> and like he convinced me to buy it. <laughs> so from it's... the S3, then uh, take us down that journey, um, Sally. And uh, where did you go next from the mini? Okay. Like I, this time I was, I knew what to do. And then I bought a Nexus 5, which was an amazing phone. Like, uh, I think the producer were LG, the Nexus 5. It was LG, yes. Yeah, it was a great phone. Like, I used it for two years. I mean, that phone was amazing. Like, that phone made me love truly, like, made me like a truly Android lover. That, that phone was really good. Like, in, in all the ways, I, I love the fact that I'm getting the updates as, as soon as, like, they go leave, you know. It, it came with 4.4, like KitKat, and then uh, I was up to 6.1, isn't it? I don't quite remember, though. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the Nexus 5 uh, got up to the Marshmallow. I have it sitting here in my drawer. Yeah. Um, you but can I check think that. that yeah. They <laughs> even still do custom rooms for that phone, right? Like, they still per, like do some rooms for Nexus 5. I've they seen still in do. some communities. Even, yeah. even the Nexus Four, um, oh, I, I have, amazing. I have, I have both of them, mm -hmm. and uh, but I think officially it was supported up to, I want to say Marshmallow. I'm not positive, mm -hmm. but I think that's what it is. But I think it went beyond Lollipop. Yeah, yeah, of course. So then uh, I decided to try like a flagship phone, and then I went for. G4 from LG because that phone was quite popular back in the days. You know the leather back cover. <laughs> Everybody was talking yeah, about it. Has a leather back, yeah. Yeah, and then I went for that phone and I used it for more than one year. And you know, I'm I'm honest. I did a mistake after G4 and I tried Apple iPhone uh, to see how the things are going there. It wasn't such a pleasant experience to try iPhone for me. Uh, well, you are forgiven. Um, <laughs> remember last week we had to do some forgiveness to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want. Uh, I want to. We be have to like... forgive last week. Um, I think it was Carrie. Cam uh, Carrie, wasn't it? Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. She had to yeah. Absolve, we had to absolve her of her sins. <laughs> yeah. We had demoing to... her iPhone, whatever it was. 
12 or something. Uh, so you are forgiven. I didn't know that because I, I probably would have taken you down to the baptism river. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start a debate like some people who will listen to that and they will say, no, you're a lie and like you're, you're kind of. But what I didn't like about that iPhone SE that I had was it was overheating. Like, you know, when it, winter is snowing in uh, Turkey, you can use it as a heater, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was like overheating too much. But then, well, at least you had an experience with that. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Good. And like, yeah. I came back to Android as soon as I can. So then I bought a a two from Xiaomi, which is also one another Android Android one phone, which gets the updates quick. And that phone was also great. But then my brother was in need of a phone, and then I gave that phone to him. And I bought another Xiaomi. This one was Mi Nine T. So I changed a lot of phones, like, <laughs> when I look back. <laughs> That's good, though. I was, like, experiencing a lot of different phones from my friends and, like, my relatives. Like, I I've seen a lot of models, and recently there are many models coming here in Turkey, like like um, Oppo, Realme, Techno. You know, I was talking in the Telegram group, like, uh, after Mi 90, this is my current phone. It's Mi 10T which is another upgrade from me 90. <laughs> this phone is looking good and I got an Android 11. Yeah, th that makes me feel like uh, I love Android in all aspects and I cannot give up, give up on it. Even though I changed my phones, the, I wouldn't change the OS, you know. Yeah, so take us back to that part where you were struggling with um, uh, answering calls or, you know, things like that. And at some point, yeah. you even had to take out the battery. Thank yeah. God we could take off the battery back in those days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was your salvation right there. Yeah, <laughs> so that was the how, only way. <clears throat> how frustrated were you? Were you really feeling frustrated and kind of thinking that you shouldn't have gotten yourself into this? You should have stayed with a symbian or something crazy like that? Did oh. such a thing ever cross your mind? No, no, I was, I'm still kind of guy that, you know, I, I said, okay, I will learn this, but like, like in the process, it's frustrating. But I, I told myself since I bought this phone, I like everyone can use a touch screen. So why, why I shouldn't be using it? I was like, okay, I will learn it. So then I found out in the accessibility settings, the power button can do the trick. And that phone even had a home button, like to answer calls. I didn't even know that. So then things got a little bit easier for me. I, I knew how to think. Like, in two days, I learned a lot of things from that phone. Just it took me two days to realize how to use it. That's really neat. And that's one of those things, you know, we always have these new learning curves that we mm -hmm. have to go through. And it takes a little bit of patience, doesn't it, for one yeah, to get to Yeah, You shouldn't get frustrated at the first place. Like, what I know from my friends and any anyone else is uh, when you don't feel like, like, when you're frustrated, things get more hard, you know. Uh, if you don't, if you don't feel like uh, you, you can use that phone or you can use the, any particular device, you, you cannot really use it. You, you should believe in yourself. Okay, you, you can use it. You can just, you just need some time. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. 
So what advice would you give to someone who's kind of basically venturing into Android for the first time? Uh, we, um, we do that a lot here in Turkey because <laughs> I also have a group of people we do uh, re- really follow you from the deep of our hearts because you, you guys are doing a fantastic job uh, about Android. So me and my four friends, we, we started a group and we are trying to talk about Android and the Android is really accessible. So what, what, what we are trying to tell them is, you know, uh, there is not much difference in terms of the accessibility about the phone. Okay, you really get used to use those Apple phones or any like any other old school phones. This is not much different. I mean, you just need to believe in yourself. You can do it. And then things are going to be easier. And if you if you ever get stuck, we are here to answer your questions. Because like we do answer a lot of questions. Like we got email groups, we got like social groups and telegram groups and stuff like that. A lot of people, like more than uh, 300 people are members on there now. Like the majority of users are still iOS, but still uh, the Android users are increasing, especially uh since last year, the, the numbers are increasing a lot. I really like that. You know, maybe um, down the road or maybe during our milestone celebration that's coming up, you know, next week, that's going to be our 25th episode. Maybe you guys from your team could come and share that good news with us and celebrate with yeah, us. Of course. I think I'm that's really a very good thing yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to see you guys doing something like that. I, I really applaud that. And most especially, you know, because there are certain uh, people that maybe may not speak a certain language. And it's nice to see that, you know, we have this type of uh, ventures in other regions. And so if you wouldn't mind, maybe you could pass along, uh, pass this along to your friends that, you know, we would love to have you guys come on next week and, you know, share your story there with your group there and, you know, how you guys got started and all of that in celebrating our milestone with us. Yeah, of course. That's going to be so good. Yeah. And like, uh, before ending my uh, words here, I really want to like, thank you guys doing this because it really helps us first and then we can enlighten other people trying to use Android. This has been really helpful for us. I mean, uh, we, we all know something. Uh, like there is always someone else who knows better or uh, we just learn from each other. The international community is helping a lot in this case. Well, thank you so much, Sally, for that wonderful Android journey story of yours. I really am so happy to be here and like finally I'm able to share my story. Uh, Austin, can you tell everyone how they can get a hold of us? So to get a hold of us, they can visit our website. That is blindandroidusers.com. They can send us an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can join our mailing list. That is uh, blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. Our Telegram, Twitter, YouTube, and Clubhouse links are in the show notes. So you can join them also. Thanks very much. And thanks everyone for listening. Goodbye from me. Appreciate you guys, and it's always a pleasure when we learn that you guys are listening to us. And thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Don't forget that next week is going to be our milestone celebration, and we want all of you to come out and party. Next week, it's just going to be 
nothing but all fun. We're not going to be doing any series. We will, we will be taking a break from uh, these categories that we just started. And so next week, it's just a matter of celebration. I'm looking forward to it. How about you, Austin? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it also. So stay tuned till next week. And I love a party, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely. Ed is the king of the party. <laughs> <laughs> Bring glasses if that's your thing. I certainly shall have a charged glass. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to bring my charger with me next week. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the podcast conclusion will be, though. Uh, well, you never can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <laughs> see you there. So much, guys. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.